0: Sports professor Riccardo, and we are on the record. Every week, this podcast will take you inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports, the top deal making issues, the top tech issues, and the top social responsibility issues, plus a blockbuster interview with someone who you might not have heard from in the world of sports, but having a profound effect on its impact. Let's get started. Sports Professor Riccaro, with inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports. Biggest week of the year, at least in North America, Super Bowl 56. Now we head to All-Star. We head to baseball issues across the globe. Football dominates, heading for cutter at the end of the year. It's time to look at the deal-making issues three to one. Three. The Foo Fighters performed a virtual reality concert on Meta's headsets after Sunday's Super Bowl. It airs in virtual reality, and the fans that had Meta-Oculus Quest headsets could watch the concert live in VR after downloading the Horizons Venues app. Social network was rebranded in October to focus on building the metaverse, allowed headset-wearing fans to dress their avatars with NFL-licensed Super Bowl t-shirts and interact with other avatars inside a football-themed virtual concert lobby. On the Venues app, some areas of the virtual environment were restricted to users 18 and over in the U.S. and Canada, such as one room where avatars can play a laser-tag-inspired team game. Multiple 180-degree cameras had been positioned around the stage to film the show, directed by famed music video director Mark Romanek. concert began at 11, immediately after the conclusion of the game, one big issue deal making issue number three. Two. Well, the Rams beat the Bengals. We all know about that in the United States, about $550 million of economic impact, even more, with the minimum hotel rooms at about 440 bucks, 90% occupancy. So all of it is a really big issue. And the bottom line of all of that, too, is that the NFL makes twice as many merchandise assets available after the game as they sell where does the loser stuff go 360 good good 360 a company that deals with all of that and distributes it to countries in need africa and other spots so from now on you don't see a bengals championship jersey and if you do you'll know where and you'll know when One. Sacramento Kings accepting startup pitches for their seventh annual Capitalize Contest, a tech night against the Warriors. The business communication company Dialpad and marketing consultant group uh, with others created the process, a $3,000 prize awarded to the second place winner, $1,500 for third place and $10,000 for number one. Panel of Kings President Business Operations, John Reinhart, VP of Experiences and Social Responsibility Maritza Davis and others will judge and create some really significant techs, tech concepts just like the Super Bowl does and others. and deal making issue number one. Why is that important? Well, tech and the NBA is synonymous. We're heading to the NBA All-Star Game. It prides itself on very significant issues faces all folks around the NBA world. Bill Walton satisfies all of that. He's drafted by the Portland Trailblazers first after UCLA. He's the MVP of the Blazers in 77 and 78. Those younger folks listening may remember that he sired Luke Walton, a successful coach. Bottom line, 468 games in 10 seasons, but that's not the Bill Walton story. The Bill Walton story is he's incredible philanthropist, speaker, a very important voice of the NBA, 1993 inductee in the Hall of Fame. Important to pay him homage and tribute as we head to the All-Star Week in Cleveland, we give you a reprise of Bill
1: Walton. Let's talk about your body. 38 surgeries i'm doing great today yeah, it today. hasn't always been the case i was born with structural congenital birth defects in my feet and i ground them into dust when i was 14 i was down at the gym playing against some really old guys they were in their 30s i was torching them they didn't like it they took me down one two high low i had to have my first surgery at that point when i was 21 january 7th 1974 not that i remember the date no but no. i was high above the basket, making a play on the ball, hadn't lost a game in five years, and a guy on the other team, in a despicable act of violence and dirty play, came from the other side of the court, took my legs out from underneath me, catapulted through the air, bam, fell on the innovation of the day, a tartan floor, and broke two bones in my spine. And I lived with that broken, crooked, unstable foundation forever. And then, but I just kept going and did everything I could to, sustain but then finally on February 24th 2008 not that you remember the date not that I remember the date but I, I could no longer move and <laughs> I got off a plane and I, I could no longer function and I spent the next four and a half years on the ground in the hospital I had a pioneering experimental surgery on February 9 2009 toughest thing that I've ever gone through in my life but i'm all better rick i have no pain i take no medication i go full speed ahead i've never been busier i've never been happier and i haven't been this healthy since i was 13 years old what were the four and a half years like when you couldn't get off the floor i wanted to kill myself because i could no longer function and i could only describe the pain as being submerged into a vat of scalding acid that had an electrifying current running through it i could never get out one thing that I've lived with my whole life is the joint pain, the bone pain. Uh, But now with the fused ankles, that's gone. With the new knee, that's gone. With the spine surgery, that's gone. But the nerve pain, nerve pain is a completely different challenge and there's nothing that works on nerve pain and it never goes away. And it drives you to a deep, dark place where you can't think, you can't dream, and there's no hope, you can't function, you can't eat, you can't sleep, you can't move. And that was me. So of all the people that I mentor with their health challenges, the the first step is always to get out of the pain. And that, for me, required surgery. I tried. Every, I've never met anybody, Rick. Yeah. Who got up in the morning and said, Hey, I think I'll just go have some spine surgery today. (laughs) I mean, this is not something that is uh, you you look forward to. How much pain were you in when you were playing? I was in constant pain, pain, chronic pain, pain, but you don't think about it. You just, you know, you think that's just the way life is. I grew up thinking that everybody's feet hurt all the time. Because that's what mine did. To finish about Better Way Back, because the whole idea of turning your pain into
0: something positive
1: uh, for others. I I try to live a life based on that things work out best for those that make the best out of the way things work out. I try to live a life in service of the needs of others. I try to live a life of searching for possible opportunities to move the group forward. The nicest thing, Rick, that anybody ever said about me as a basketball player was that I helped make my teammates play better. I had uh, this incredible world and culture that I grew up in that was fostered in sports by my first coach, Rocky, who was our town's fireman. He was a volunteer for 59 years at the same elementary school. Then Chick Hearn, greatest broadcaster ever. I found Chick on the radio when I was nine years old. And then in the culture that I grew up and lived in, in the 50s and the 60s in San Diego, California, Every coach, every teacher that I had was a disciple of John Wooden, who gave away everything that he had. I mean, he was this spiritual force of nature. And then the heroes and role models that I chose as a child, still to this very day, have maintained that position in their life. And that's a a very affirmative aspect of a a person's life. The country was was
0: torn apart uh, almost as much as it is today. Uh, Wooden, among everything else, f- to an outsider, proves that two men can love each other even be- though they have different political and life philosophies.
1: I did not understand, Rick, anything that Coach Wooden was talking about. <laughs> I thought he was crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, we were teenagers and we had such incredible success at early ages. And we set all the records when we were playing at UCLA that still stand to this day. Yeah. And he was a guy who was very grounded, very focused, very determined, he took his responsibilities and duties very seriously. It was a, a remarkable experience and opportunity that I did not appreciate at the time. I had a perfect childhood, even though I had the health challenges even then, even though I had my stuttering challenges. but. Uh, Basketball, the easiest part of my life ever. Academics, super easy. My challenges were the orthopedic problems and then my speech impediment. But I was I was 21 years old. I, I had never encountered anybody that didn't have little Billy's best interests at heart. Yeah. Right. And then I joined the NBA. Right. And everything changed. And I didn't realize what I had missed. I didn't realize the errors of my way until... I left UCLA and then I got out there and I was like, whoa, things are different here. But John Wooden did a great job of preparing you for life after college. You just didn't know it. I didn't. I was totally unaware. Yeah. And I wanted to be a basketball player and it was the safest and easiest thing for me. And it was also a shield. I was a good enough player uh, that I, I didn't have to do anything else. Yeah. And. I started playing against NBA players when I was 13 years old. I used to play against all the guys. We used to go to their games. They would come to our games. Pat Riley married a girl from our high school. And the friendships that you make through sports, you know, the the value of sports in our lives. When when, uh, I'm always sick, Rick, I'm always sick of something or somebody, but I have learned over the course of being sick my whole life and spending half my life in the hospital spending all my life in chronic pain. I, I know what my medicine is. And you know, for me, my medicine is participation in a team concept with the guys in physical activity. The enablement, the empowerment, the joy, the celebration, the happiness that comes with doing that and then listening to the music play. Is it over 1,000? How many dead concerts? Rumors. Right. Right. No such so thing as rumors, this is yeah. fact, uh, this uh, is It's fact truth. coming from Walton, which this has to be fact. Fact. So it's less than 1,300,
0: but over 850. Somebody said it's 850. It's, 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 no, uh, it, it's it 850 over 1,000 a a now, yes.
1: Right. So I've been a deadhead since 1967. Right. I was 14, 15 years old and heard him on the radio. This was the transition from AM to FM radio. Wow. And so we had this moment in our lives where we're just all, hanging out, because we were on the go. You know, the sun would come up, and all the guys were out in the street all day long, playing ball, riding our bikes, going to the beach, playing frisbee, and just having the time of our life. And then we had the radio going, and then AM, Chick Hearn, Lakers. And then, FM The Dead The Dead are, are you Jefferson Starship uh, Rolling Stones But let's talk about Bob Dylan Neil Young John Fogarty, Are they all the Rolling alive? Stones are they all They're them? all alive They're all, They're all the, the, the But they haven't lost the, nobody's lost their voice especially
0: The Dead Are you a better basketball player than The Dead is a trucking band
1: The similarities That's an interesting answer that one Are the same Yeah the, the the group dynamics What makes a group successful Honor, sacrifice, and discipline. We see the failures in the world all the time. Deceit, dishonesty, lies, and hypocrisy. If hypocrisy were food, there would be no hunger. And the lack of honor, it, it just, it, it destroys things. And I am always standing at the fork in the road and okay. the choices that we make. And so, the, the, the choices that I made to, to be a fan of the Grateful Dead, to be a fan of Bob Dylan and Neil Young and John Fogarty and Jimmy Cliff and Jackson Brown and the Beach Boys and the Stones and John Lennon and George Harrison and Ringo I'm ready to and, cry. and Paul and all these guys <laughs> who, who sing the songs of yeah. life, right. of joy, of happiness. And this was all reflected through the culture of the sport that I played in and that I watched and listened to, and the messenger was Chick Hearn. And just the greatest broadcaster. And Chick was who I wanted to be because Chick could talk the way I was thinking. I love speed. I love it fast. I love drums. I love piano. I love basketball. I love the fight for the ball. I love racing up and down. I love riding my bike. I love all that kind of stuff that requires constant motion and to have the melody and then the lyrics and the purpose and the meaning. I grew up through basketball with a life of hope, opportunity, and purpose. That transitioned over now 67 years to include pride, loyalty, and gratitude. I was unaware growing up of the challenges that so many people face. Without having a great home life, without having a great school, without having a great support system, you learn as you mature and grow old that, hey, privilege that connotes responsibility duty and obligation and ultimately it all leads to that life of honor which we uh, try to live on a constant basis and this was the this was the last and the hardest lesson that i've finally accumulated from john wooden because he taught us all this stuff that was just racing around in our heads and you know he had the four laws yeah. of learning and um, demonstration, imitation, correction, repetition and just everything was just going full speed but he would always come back to this thought you know how do you define success what what does it mean to win what does it look like what does it feel like and he would always say the same thing and it made no sense to me and he would say success is the peace of mind that comes with the self satisfaction of knowing that you've done your best. And none of that, that's super easy to memorize, but none of it made any sense until very recently. And I was preparing for an event and I didn't understand what the event was. And so I reached out to one of my old teammates who had also played for John Wooden and who had lived this roller coaster ride as we all do. And we were kind of going through what the purpose and what the goal, what the scenario was gonna be like at this event that I was gonna be the featured speaker. And this guy who's older than I am, and who's been there and done that, he kept coming back to me and saying, Bill, it's the peace of mind. It's the peace of mind that comes from the self-satisfaction of knowing that you've done your best. And so while I'm never satisfied, and I'm never confident, and I'm never happy with the job that I do, I am getting better at trying to reach that state of mind that comes from the peace of mind. The beauty of sport is that it it teaches you everything about life, and and it's decided right out in front of you. Bill Walton, a significant figure in the world of
0: basketball and in life. Now the Sports Gambling Minute, New York record-setting mobile betting debut, also saw a surge in problem gaming calls. They dialed the state's problem gaming not not uh, hotline 91 times more in January compared to the same month last year. The 46 percent uptick in calls came during the first month of legal online sports betting in New York. Single month U.S. record of 1.6 billion in sports bets placed on mobile phones. Uh, the New York Council on Problem Gaming executive director Jim Maney told Play New York that they anticipated this. New Yorkers made 198 uh, gambling calls to the New York Hope Line in January 21, compared to 289 last month. The state generated about 58 million from taxes on online sporting last month, and 113 million in revenue for the sports books: FanDuel, DraftKings, Caesars, BetMGM, PointsBet, WinBet, BetRivers. The seven sports books currently operating mobile apps in New York. Sports Tech Minute. Red Bull Racing expands its relationship with Oracle, recast as Oracle Red Bull Racing. Formula One team, Red Bull uh, named it uh, uh, after also the cloud computing firm. Team will expand its use of Oracle's cloud platforms to run race simulations to help improve driver performance. Oracle became a cloud infrastructure partner of Red Bull Racing last season. Max Verstappen won Formula One Drivers' Championship you remember the fight in the infield having Oracle as our partner shows the confidence we have in their experience and expertise and their ability to deliver a true competitive advantage Oracle Red Bull team racing principal CEO Christian Horder said in a statement another example of merger of technology and entertainment and that's your sports tech minute and finally after the Super Bowl focusing on good sports and philanthropy. After fleeing Canada to escape alleged abuse, Callie Humphreys wins gold for the USA, overcoming a tremendous amount of concern and problems, mentally abused, verbally attacked, everybody said, a wonderful success story because of the Olympics and because of her perseverance. UFC enters Brazilian sports betting with Stake.com. They've expanded its partnership with crypto gaming company Stakes.com, official betting partner in Asia and Latin America. Buzzer adds FanDuel as their sports betting partner. Matchup secured investments from Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, Patrick Mahomes for this startup company. Every Buzzer moment, essentially a bettable moment, you're going to see more of this kind of concept in the future as well. Foo Fighters promote a virtual reality concert on Meta's headsets after Sunday's Super Bowl. We talked about that. Then finally, in the hopeful category, Pele returns to the hospital for more chemotherapy. He's 81, but widely considered one of the greatest footballers of all time, if not the. He suffered from a series of health issues in recent years. Hopefully, because of his philanthropy and because of his grace on the world stage, we obviously wish him a speedy and thorough recovery. Well, that's it for the show this week. We would like to thank the icon, Bill Walton, for donating his time and effort to this. We'd like to thank you all for listening, for Brandon Verzel, Nick Nielsen, and the guys all over for putting the show together. And join us next week when we further go into the $1.3 trillion business of sports. I'm the sports professor, Rick Haro. Speak with you next time.